So let's get into this. Can black people be racist? Can people of colour be racist? Can minorities in a specific given country be racist? When I say minorities within a given country, that's because minorities in a given country doesn't mean that they're minorities, you know, worldwide. So what do I mean? A black person can be a minority or part of the minority group, let's say in the UK or the US, but they're not going to be a minority, let's say, for for example, in Nigeria, right, or Ghana. So can a member of the minority group in a given country be racist against a member of the majority group in that same country? This is what I want to explore today. Before I do, a big hello to you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for tuning in. We're here to challenge the narrative, here challenging narratives, woke narratives, deceitful, misleading narratives. That's what I'm here to do. Straight talking, no nonsense. That's my vibe. That's that's what I want to do. That's, that's what I'm here for. And I'm not here to answer questions, okay? I'm here to explore them, I'm here to have difficult conversations. I'm here to ask questions that no one wants to ask because sometimes they they don't like the answer they won't like the answer shall I say before we get into challenging narratives I want to say thank you for those who support me on Patreon thank you for all of you who are thinking of doing so if a little helps um I am dedicating myself a lot more to bringing different perspectives you know to the table especially talking about race racism racial relations racial history everything to do with race but also the individual, you know, focusing, valuing, hearing the individual. We have to respect the unique journey of a single person, of a single unit. But anyway, I don't want to digress too much. Today's topic, are black people capable of racism? The simple answer is yes. Regardless of what the mainstream narrative says, woke narratives say, black elites say, elites in general say, it doesn't matter what what is thrown at us, you know, the simple truth remains that black people, like anyone, okay, emphasis on anyone from any other racial group can be racist. The thing is, black people don't have the rights to racism in terms of we are the only ones that can be on the receiving end of it. We are the only ones that can be victims of it. We can never be the perpetrator. This is not true. This is just completely false. The thing is, it's problematic to make sweeping generalizations anyway about certain communities. Because what happens is that if you have this idea that black people, people of color cannot be racist, then what does that mean? Then that means that white people are the only ones capable of racism because of so-called power that they have. They're they're the only ones capable of racism. And in fact, we've even, people have even gone further and said, all white people are racist. If you're following me on social media, you will see a reel or a video. It was a response to a guy who said, who started a video saying, if you're a white person, that's not racist, then you're the reason racism is alive. So there's this weird narrative that there are white racists. And those white people who are not racist are still racist. And even the reason racism perpetuates in society. So we can't make sweeping generalizations against certain groups. We can't attribute, let's say, 
pride to a single group or criminality to a single group or exploitation to another single group. And with this same perspective, we must apply this same logic to the concept of racism. Racism cannot exclusively be committed by one group, for argument's sake, white people, or only against another group, so-called marginalized groups. Racism can be committed by anyone, regardless of skin color. Actions, okay, ideas, thoughts, perceptions, behaviors, attitudes, whether good, whether harmful, cannot be assigned just completely on one racial group. So reverse racism, it's a widespread understanding and belief and notion that there isn't a thing as reverse racism, meaning that black people cannot be racist towards white people. And this entire argument for me, when we're dealing with reverse racism, it just highlights one thing for me, something that's intriguing and something that I see that's actually a pattern. It shows me that Black individuals, black people, it seems like we can get away with things, with doing things that we accuse others of doing. So, for example, black people, usually we are the ones that say, well, cultural appropriation is bad and this person is stealing from our culture and that person is stealing from our history and our culture and so on and so forth. However, we do, we use, we quote unquote take things from other people's cultures, clothing, hairstyles, mannerisms, and so on and so forth. But in this context, it's not an issue because black people cannot be guilty of cultural appropriation, but others can be guilty if they quote-unquote culturally appropriate from our culture. And I keep saying quote-unquote around cultural appropriation because if you know me, you know I don't believe in such things. I don't believe culture can be owned by a group. A culture can be represented, you know, greatly represented by a group, but come on, we own a specific food and another person can't eat. Anyway, that's really another conversation and one that I've had many times on my social media. So we take, we use from other people's cultures, but people can't use from ours. So we seem to be an exception to all the rules, right? In comedy shows, in talk shows, in skits, in sketches, black comedians all the time make fun of, you know, their derogatory um, against white people. And it's funny. It's okay. We laugh, we clap, we giggle, and it's not a problem. I came across a short book a couple of months ago that was only dedicated to making fun of white people and mocking their customs and their stereotypical habits. It was called White Jokes About White People or something, or Bad Jokes About White People. I can't remember, but it was a book of jokes. It's on Amazon. Um, I bought it, I read it. And it's, it was, you know, some things were funny, you know, clever, but not racist, right? Because black people can't be racist. But imagine, right, guys, think with me, reason with me, imagine with me. Imagine if there was a book called Jokes About Black People. The whole editorial center will be shut down and burnt. So we can't be contradictory. I don't like hypocrisy. I don't like hypocrisy from anyone. 
whether it's my side or your side, and I don't do these things of sides anyway. It's childish. It's very playground. It's just weird, silly. And you know, the thing is, can't simply change the rules to justify evil, to justify a narrative. You know, simply because black people, or some black people, shall I say, believe that they they lack the quote-unquote power necessary to be racist. It doesn't mean that they are incapable of doing so. What we think is one thing and what things actually are is another thing. Racism is wrong, full stop. It's evil. It's an evil. Whether it be an action, whether it be a comment, whether it be a discriminatory practice, racism is evil. It's wrong. And evil doesn't need systemic backing or doesn't need systemic power to manifest itself. What happens when you excuse yourself from doing evil? Do you know what happens? You do more of it because your conscience allows you to, or at least gives you a justification and an excuse for why you're doing what you're doing. This huge push in the narrative that black people can't be racist. What do we see? We see a surge in the amount of racism and even attacks against white people, verbally. And in some cases, especially in the US anyway, we see physical, physical um, assaults as well against white people because they are justified. They've been through pain. They've been through hell. They've been through dehumanization, right? So they are justified, even though those that they um, attack have nothing, absolutely nothing to do with those who enacted barbaric things against others in the past. And I say, I, I, I forgot the conversation I was having. I think it was with a friend um, who was white. And he said, well, I don't have white guilt. I don't feel guilty because, you know, none of my family members or ancestors owned slaves or, you know, were, were involved in that or were barbaric. And I said, but the thing is, this was 400 years ago. So even if, for example, you trace back, you know, someone in your roots, someone in your ancestral past had a slave. Why would you feel guilty about that? And I gave him an example, and I want to share the same with you. If your own father, your own father, I'm talking about your own father, okay, or mother, whatever, was involved in a horrible murder, they killed someone in a horrible way, do you think you should bear the guilt of that? No, it's a serious question. Should you hold on to the guilt? You had nothing to do with it. You had no knowledge, nothing. You, you were unaware. You, you even are ashamed, let's say, of the action because of the act in itself. But should you bear that guilt as if it was your own, as if you did it? Of course, damn not. Of course not. And that is your direct relative. So how are people expected to bear the guilt of random ancestors that they've never met, they will never meet, who they were not even born, and yet they must bear all the guilt of every white person that owned slaves, and black people of today must bear the shame and, and the oppression of that time. That time is that time. It's gone. It's done. We have to move on. That's, that's what they would have wanted. Move forward. Change things. Progress. Doesn't mean forget. I've said this before. I'm not going to be a dead horse, but it doesn't mean forget. It means forget the pain associated with that event. I always say that. You don't need to forget the incident, but don't associate, don't have associations with pain and relive those moments again. 
We have to move forward. We have to free ourselves. We recently had a Twitter space, right, dedicated to calling for the genocide of white people. How is that acceptable? How is that amusing? How? How is it acceptable to advocate for the elimination of one racial group, an entire group of people, one made up of innocent children, youth, young people? Like I mentioned before, what what do they have to do with anything? I just don't get why and how such intense, weird hatred has, has just, where it's come from. This weird thing of blaming one group or this group or that group for all the issues in the world. The raw truth is that given the right opportunity, given the right motivation, any individual, any group can commit the most horrible things and barbaric things. It's not a white thing. You know, it's not a black thing, it's not an Asian thing, it's not a West thing, a Western thing or an Eastern thing. It's a human thing. It's a human thing. White people are not inherently oppressive. Humans are, right? Humans are. And this is so true that if you go to any black populated country today or any other country where the ethnicity is the majority group is not white, You will find, you will find, and you can be sure that you will find diabolical practices that are carried out in those areas, in those countries, and there are no white people around. So it's not a white thing or white trait. Exploitation is a white trait. And by the way, let's go a bit deeper. Not just saying that one group is responsible for this or that. But even this thing of, well, white people hate black people because of their skin color, or black people hate white people. For example, slavery, right? There's this idea that initially the slave trade started because white people hated black people. No, it's not true, right? Black people were not targeted because they were black. They were targeted because there was a practice going on, you know, the, the rulers of that time saw them as a means to get what they wanted for themselves, okay? Emphasis on for themselves, not for their communities, not for their countries, not for their polities, but for themselves. They were enriching themselves of a barbaric trade. Then we have all the mental gymnastics of, well, they didn't know what was going to happen. I get it, but it happened for 400 years. 400 years, you think word never came back saying, actually, I don't think this is a good idea. They're being brutalized over there. But anyway, that's literally another conversation because I'm going to be doing a whole series exploring that era. So the common denominator for oppression is not the black skin, because if it was the black skin, then that wouldn't make sense. If black skin was the common denominator of what attracted oppression, then white people wouldn't commit atrocities against other white people. Okay, do we need to mention the Holocaust again and again and again? It's not a black, white racial thing. It's an evil. When humans find a difference in someone else or in another group, then they see that as an opportunity to, not that they see, sometimes it's not even deliberate. It's just their core nature springs up. They strive for power and then power corrupts and the rest, you know, it's history, as they say. What makes someone virtuous or evil doesn't boil down to the color of their skin. 
what it boils down to is the individual choices that they choose to make every single day. So let's talk about reverse racism and racism involving prejudice and power. It's been argued that racism comes with a level of power. It comes with a level of systemic support and that black people simply don't have this power or systemic support over white people. People say that black people can be prejudiced, we can be hateful, we can be biased, we can be rude, we can be mean to white people, but we lack the systemic power to be racist. But the thing is, all of the preceding characteristics are part of the concept of racism, not distinct from it, not separate from it, not apart from it. So if black people can be prejudiced, biased, hateful, then we are capable of being racist. It's all together. It's like, for example, let's break it down to very simple terms. It's like having an egg, right? There are different parts of the egg. You have the egg yolk, you have the white, egg white, you have the shell. There are different parts of the egg, but they're all part of the egg. They're all part of the egg. If you have an egg and it doesn't have a yolk inside, then it's weird. Or if it doesn't have an egg white inside, it's weird. It's incomplete. And that's the same with this whole concept of racism. There are different parts of this whole concept of racism. But it's one thing, and that's racism. You have different types of racism. Yes, you do have systemic racism, discriminatory practices, bias, interpersonal racism. So that day-to-day kind of racism where you have you know, direct racial slurs and things like that. And anyone can be both a victim or a perpetrator. And like I started to mention before, it's been proposed that the definition of racism should be modified, should be updated in the dictionary. People say, well, this is because we need to better represent the real meaning of the term. But the real meaning of the term has already been established. Now what people are trying to do is change things up. And I don't believe that they're trying to represent the real meaning. I don't. I believe that the change is based on a desire to accommodate certain individuals and their sentiments. But like we say, there's a place for facts and there's a place for feelings. And modifying the definition anyway doesn't affect the reality that racism is racism, such as pride is pride, greed is greed, murder is murder. There's no such thing as a reverse murder. It's murder. Power dynamics are irrelevant. Speaking of murders, for example, there are different kinds of murders, right? You have homicide, you have uh, manslaughter. So there are different types given the situation, but it's all murder. It's all murder. And it's the same with racism, like I started to talk about. You have your interpersonal one, which is the day-to-day racism, you know, calling people, let's say the N-word or calling white people slurs or Asian people slurs and so on and so forth or even um, going further to enacting violence upon a personal group. So that's that interpersonal kind of individualistic racism, fine. Then you have systemic racism. So referring to policies, rules, regulations that are in place simply to restrict, simply to prevent, prohibit, a marginalized racial group from improving, from growing, from advancing economically, socially, and intellectually. For example, This might include, let's say, just for argument's sake, that there's um, policies in place to make it difficult for black people to get employment or decent education. Well, the thing is, there are no laws today that prohibit black people from entering specific realms of work or attaining achievement in, in different fields. There's not. Some people claim that, okay, even if that's the case, that there's no specific written constitutional law, whatever, that stops black people from um, achieving or being comfortable in, in while they live on this planet. But there are specific or certain laws 
or systemic practices that disproportionately affect, impact black people in a negative way. So this means that these laws are racist. For example, let's say the stop and search legislation in London. It, it seemed to disproportionately impact black youths more. So what people allege is that, well, this law must have been enacted with racial or for racial reasons rather than for public safety. So this was a way to single out young black boys. They ignore that there are high crime rates in London and they ignore that, you know, how many, I don't know the exact percentage, you know, how many young people are carrying weapons, blades, knives. So they ignore the fact that stop and search was needed for that. And they just focus on the disproportionate disparity and conclude that that must have had a racial intent. But, but the thing is, you can't just use correlation as proof of, you know, your theory or idea. No, because what you have to do, especially in these kind of situations, is consider all other possible explanations for why one group seems to be affected more than another group. So the whole point is that, yes, there are disparities. Yes. There has been dark moments in history um, where black people have been dehumanized, scrutinized, outcast, shamed, humiliated, and so on. But that doesn't justify narratives such as we are exempt from being able to be racist, to be harmful, right? And I'm saying all this anyway, this whole episode is not to say oh you see we can be racist because what the hell does that do what the hell is that all about it doesn't matter I don't care who can you know in saying all that right I don't care it's not about who can or who cannot be racist how about we all just move forward together how about we stop playing these semantic games how about we find our common humanity right how about we stop allowing elites whoever they may be to pit us against each other, right? We are one. When you look at me, when you deal with me, don't deal with me as a black girl, whatever narrative you have decided in your head of what a black girl is. Deal with me as who I am, Ada, you know? Learn my story, learn my views, learn my perspective, agree or disagree, but let's move forward together, right? So I just wanted to as always, give a different perspective to a few things. If you have any questions, if you have any experiences, you know, maybe you're a white person and you've been experiencing something even at work, you know, something even at your place of work at school. And it's like, hmm, I can't say anything because, you know, I have the power, whatever that means. You can reach out, you can ask me questions, you can speak to me or whoever you are. I don't care who you are. I don't care about your background. I just, I care that you're a human. Are you a human being? We can connect, we can talk, we can vibe. So <laughs> this is it. I hope you found value in this, but yes, I think that's it for today. I think that's it. If I've forgotten anything, I'm sure I'll place it on my social media. And yeah, all the best, all the best. Have a great whatever time you're listening to this. We'll speak soon, okay? Stay safe and stay sane in these crazy times. Ciao.